handle the truth. tell you guys i can't get my uh input to come up here oh well because my camera's not plugged in that's even worse um can we go ahead and get that cable plugged in that'd be really great and if you could take your time while we're doing it the clock is ticking away don't go anywhere guys i just forgot to plug my own dang camera in man i am on it today hey everybody how's it going all right let's do this that means we're on air because uh we've officially pulled it off all right uh, let's see. Let me. Oh, let's get the. We got the camera going. I'm Jim Price. The Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is October 24th. It's Tuesday, 2024, 2023. I lied to you. All right. Uh, I got some. Uh, I got some explaining to do here, or someone has some explaining to do to me, because this is uh, a book I just found today. And I know it sounds like something you guys all want to hear. Let's look at this camera here, right this. Let's get the angle just right. Ah, oh, Wichita Century. All right, so that's cool. It's, a, it's a, just a, who cares, right? This is Wichita. Now, why would Wichita even be a thing? What? Look at, who did my hair today? I got to get makeup. I need better hair over here. All right, let's try this again. Um, I'm going to tell you guys right now, this book right here in the last... Let's see if they get the nice shiny gold foil on the front. This is uh, kind of, kind of got me a little riled up. I was looking through this book and I was uh, assuming certain things. I guess I should have changed my title today to uh, Mud Floods. And uh, we're going to find out about some things here. And somebody has some explaining to do to me. So this book uh, what I'm gonna do is I am gonna share this to you in live but I'm gonna have to do this in in pieces as we go along so I'm gonna get my knees all up here on this and I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a bedtime story boys and girls so it's it's just uh, just me and you and and uh, my dog named uh, boo or whatever that song was so this was copyrighted October 1969 by the Wichita Historical Museum Association Incorporated Says a forward here. It says, well, when Wichita was born in 1870. Wait, weren't we having a civil war then? I thought we were doing civil war. I thought we had our civil war decorations up. I thought we were doing the whole, uh, you know, uh, independent states of the north or something like that. I thought we were doing the whole, I don't need, uh, I don't need Lincoln's Federalist model. I'm going to fight for this. I thought we had the bloody uh, Kansas. Remember when... The people from Missouri came over and killed every man, woman, and child in Lawrence. That's a thing, right? So that's fine. It's just let's just keep moving along here. So when Wichita was born, this is where the baby, like the, you know, the snot and everything, and the placenta is attached to the belly button. Uh, the Wichita was born in 1870. Photo, uh, photogra- photography uh, was in its infancy, in fancy. So it says in fancy, not in fancy, but in fancy, but was far enough along to make it possible this decade by decade story of the prairie metropolis. 
To compile the volume, it was uh, necessary to research thousands of pictures and facts from books, official records, newspaper filings, family collections, and then to select and organize the photos and facts for the best record of events and developments. <sighs> in breathy tones, I, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm amazed to be a part of this. Now, this was founded in a state cell, and I know state cells are not everybody's... Um, not everybody's thing. Ken, uh, Ken over there over in, in Washington, he says, Mud Flood time. This is going to be a good show. Hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to get better. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so this is going to be a thing here. So it's uh, this is fine. So by, this, by the way, this guy's name is Dick Long, and uh, no pun intended, uh, but my 12-year-old inner child says, Holy crap, how do I get that stage name? All right, well, this was uh, to Becky and Jack with best wishes uh, from Oliver and Clyde Miller, 11-17-1969, uh, and this was written uh, by R.M. Dick Long. So Richard Long, old uh, R.M. Dick I mean, he's, he's got it in quotations here. I don't want to actually think, I don't want you to think I was making that up, but Mr. Dick Long... Mr. Uh, <clears throat> Long Dick here. So the Wichita Historical Museum. Oh, in cooperation with the Junior League of Wichita Incorporated. So these are all good things to print it by McCormick and Armstrong, uh, Wichita, Kansas. So again, thank you. And uh, this was forward was written by Dick and uh, Associates. So I guess that's the stepchildren. You know, we call the Associates the uh, the two guys behind. You know. Hey, uh, Susan, uh, Susan Bly, she says, Hello from Oklahoma. And I can't, uh, I can't comment that. Well, you know, uh, Susan, you know, if, uh, if you were Dick's husband, uh, how would you, uh, would I am Dick Long's wife? I don't know. Um, anyway, so that's, that's up to you. That's however you want your business cards to look. I'm just going to go with what I know here, which obviously is not, not enough because I was, Taught in the Board of Education, the uh, Corporation of America system, but I'm gonna go on here. Let's. This is something. And here's what I'm gonna do. As I go through this, I'm gonna have to take photos and upload these. Now, I don't want to go out on a, uh, you know, on a limb too far here, but I'm gonna do all this in real time because you know why not? This is how we do editing. So this photo we're gonna bring over here. And I want to bring in photos. There we go. Uh, switch back and scroll down and syncing with iCloud now. So we're waiting on technology to catch up with itself because, you know, technology is here to save us all. Now, this is going to be a photograph of, I want you guys to see something here. Maybe you guys can see it from your angle, but there's a line that runs north and south here. And this is called the Chisholm Trail because Jesse Chisholm, yeah, Mr. Chisholm himself. This is Jesse Chisholm right here. So you guys see this map? Looks like Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Well, it's Mr. Chisholm, that guy right there. Good-looking fella. Got his coat on, lapels. Don't know where he got his wardrobe from because why not? That's how Plains people dressed. Uh, if you notice, though, I want you to see something here. Right about there, that's Abilene, Kansas. Then Newton, Wichita, goes down to Oklahoma City. By the way, those don't line up in that way. They don't line up going to the east. They line up going... Uh, Newton goes to the west, and then Abilene is way east. So, obviously, the maps are completely accurate, and why would we ever question 
their validity. Well, here we go. I want you guys to see something here. I guess we're going to wait on technology. I don't know if we're going to wait, how long we're going to wait. But technology says it is syncing. Um, obviously, I am the problem here. But let me do this for you. I'll just give you, I'll just do it the old school way. What, what do you see here? What do you see right here, folks? Let's just go with, I'm going to go with the simplest way I know how to do this. What do you see here where my finger is? What's that look like to you? Does it look like a log cabin with a couple dormers on top and a couple different smokestacks? I mean, why not? Hey, if you can have one fireplace, why not have more? So, looks like a log cabin with chinking in it. By the way, that was built in 1869. 1869. And uh, just don't worry about, you know, dates and times and things like that because we, why would we lie to you guys? We, why would that's not, a, that's not something we do. We don't lie to people. Uh, we completely always tell each other each, the truth as we do anything. So uh, continuing on, let's uh, let's take another photograph here. And again, guys, as soon as my phone bothers to get around to some things like, I don't know, uploading this to the cloud, I'm going to start giving these to you. By the way, here's another photo of a horse and mule drawn wagons brought in lumber and supplies to Wichita in 1869. I want you guys to listen to the words I'm saying here. I know this sounds like I'm making a lot of this up, but I'm not. 1869. 1860. 1869. I need you to shh, listen to me. Listen. Mm. Ah, the water is just fine today. All right, here we go. Uh, and then here we go. Here's another picture. I guess I should have uploaded these to the uh, to the cloud earlier because obviously I am behind. I just want you to take. I want to take a picture. This is going to be of the first hotel in Kansas, and then this is going to be the first church in Kansas. And these are the kind of things that really make people, you know, understand or understand uh, where all this is at. Like you know how our our country grew together and all these different things. And uh, here's another one, 1873, Wichita Post Office in 1873. This is another one here. I want you to hear the reoccurring theme of different things, 1873. And uh, just, just, I just, I just am amazed by this. But then there's going to be this building right here, and this is the one I want you to, this is the money. This is the money. This is money. When I show you guys this, when I want you guys to explain something to me, because we do start to jump ahead in time. We were in 1869 just a few minutes ago, right, folks? This was 1869. Uh, just seems very normal, 1869. And uh, <clears throat> we're just going to just keep cruising along here. And where was that building at? That Oh, well, we, don't, we, could, we could show that one here in a minute. Let's do that one, that one that was just breathtaking. Oh, here's 1872. 1872, I want to get a photograph of this. I want to send it to you guys. I want you guys to see this here. Just give me a second. This is something that really has my brain twisted because it seems like a lot of this should be stuff we already know, but we don't seem to have a lot of the answers, and I have less answers now than I had before. And uh, so oh, we'll do this one here. This one's 1879. No, 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 no. Where's that other picture at? Where is, oh, here we go, uh, 1887, another good mud flood photo picture uh, for everybody. Okay, where was that really cool building I just saw a second ago? I don't want to, that one was such a nice building. I, I can't imagine that, oh, it was a one page behind if I remember right. Uh, just work with me, guys. I know this sounds suspenseful to you as if somehow, some way, 
You just might miss something, but I think you're going to here. This is 1872. This building is a mud flood building as well. And uh, where is that corner building? I love this book. This is all of a sudden. Oh, I already took a picture of that one. All right, we're good. So we're going to do that much for now. This is all I'm going to do. So just work with me here. I want you guys to think about this for a second. I just went through the first, I don't know, how many pages did I go through there to look at that? Let me, let me bring it back over here. Come on over here. Um, oh, when was that one built? Oh, 1888. <sighs> Do I take a photograph of that too? Well, might as well. We've got time. We're waiting on the uh, uh, intranet of things to uh, bring together. By the way, guys, I don't know if you guys what the internet of things mean. But I do want you guys to think about the Internet of Things that's going to be happening very soon uh, in the world around you. I don't think we realize that even our own devices are cheating on us and causing havoc and things in our world. Um, this is a real problem for us. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, so here's the thing. So I just went through like the first few pages of this book. And I'm not saying that there's a, a lot of mystery to this, but there may be some. Uh, to you guys, and I want you guys to listen to me as I go along here. What I found was is in 18, 1869. Let's look up the uh, Civil War real quick. Uh, oh, good to see you, uh, Lindsay. Thank you for being here. And yes, uh, Carrie, says, you know the stories of Scottish Rite being the YMCA, pretty fancy gym. Yeah, uh, Carrie, I was actually thinking of that myself. I think that's all full of crap. I'd like to go back into the building and maybe do some further investigating because there were some things now that I know that don't make sense to any of the stuff that we call our own. So let's look up here. Uh, let's see, civ, civil. You know, if I knew how to, if I knew how to write, or you know, if I knew how to uh, spell, that would help a lot. Civil War, right? Uh, let's see the dates. Causes, oh yeah, you know, to give me the cause. What caused the Civil War? Uh, 18, mm, num, 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 num. well, let's just go, let's go ahead and go with it. Can we get, just get the main ones out front here? Do I have to go into a lot of, yeah, can't just give me the answer, right? Golly, why does this have to be a thing? All right, uh, American Civil War was fought from 1861 to 18 uh, to May okay so 1861 to 1865 also known by other names as the Civil War uh, in the United States between the Union and the North Confederates former states seceded from the Union we didn't secede from the Union we expected ourselves to be re respected and uh, if I remember right the war went on till like 1865 well it says 1865 here I think it went on to 1866 in some some parts of the world because we didn't all stop fighting at the exact same time. Uh, Lindsay says, I like your shirt. It's a nice color. Thank you, Lindsay. I do get a lot of compliments on this shirt. I think it brings out the uh, the glow in my cheeks or whatever it does. Um, anyway, no, this is actually a really nice shirt. I've enjoyed it. Uh, let me see here. Let's see. Can we get... Uh, can we get this stupid thing moving? Can we get it moving now? All right. Um... By the way, like, by the, you guys know the movie Batman, that one Batman movie where they they were able to sync all of the um, all of the uh, cell phones to create the holograph, which was every single building and every single person, and then they were able to to uh, 
you know, uh, hone in on somebody because of their voice, that kind of thing. Did you, have you heard about, have you, do you remember that in that movie? Yeah, I think that's a thing. I think that's what we're up against. Anyway, um, okay, so 1865, 1866, we were, we're just a couple of years out of this. We're completely bankrupt. 1871 is the Corporation of America. The federal government doesn't have any ability to pay its soldiers, pay its, you know, blah, blah, blahs. And so we go into a bank loan situation with the Bank of London. The Bank of London said you want a creditor to back this loan because we don't think you guys are worth it. And because, uh, you know, you guys were ours 100 years ago. We haven't forgot. We'd like to get our claws back into you. How do we do that? Well, how do you do that? You do it by... Um, you do it by saying the Vatican is going to be the creditor to the Americas, but the, all the interest is always paid to the Bank of London, and none of it actually ever pays down the principal. We have always maintained our indebtedness. And, oh, good to see you, John Candy, back on CloudHub. Thank you, sir, for being there. I uh, have missed you over there. It's been a minute. Um. Let's see. Marcia says, uh, that's a great color on you, Jim. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, I am. I am. I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> so now remember, everything now is contract law. Good to see you. Uh, it's a, <laughs> Dick Long is a hard name to live up to. Uh, you know, John, I do understand. I see the wisdom in your words there, buddy. I do understand what you're saying. All right. So these are the things we're going to go against. And uh, thank you for being on Cloud Hub, buddy. I appreciate it. Have missed you. And I hope your family is well in the upper northeast of our country. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lindsay says, see, Jim, women know things. Now, I don't think that's we're not going to let you get away with that one, Lindsay, that you don't get to sneak in on a little bit of wisdom here at the end. That's not how it works. All right. Uh, here we go. Here's the Chisholm Trail guy, and we're going to bring that guy in here so you guys can see him. He's office, obviously a dapper, dapper young man. Now, this photograph here, the I'm, look at this photograph. All right, different song. Uh, this guy was this was guy was uh, born in 1805 and lived till 1868. So he was 60. We're going to go 63. All right, we'll give him 63. Okay. Uh, the, there, uh, there were many trails in Texas, Indian Territory, Kansas in the days preceding and following the war between the states, but the most direct trail south to Texas uh, to Abilene, Kansas, um, was the Chisholm Trail. So we're going Kingsville, La, uh, Lockhart, Temple, Texas, Waco, Texas, Fort Worth, uh, let's look, Duncan, Oklahoma, uh, uh, El Reno, Kingfisher, uh, Hennessy, Eden, and Medford, Wichita, Newton, Abilene. If you notice that line, it just seems to go straight north uh, from Wichita, Newton, and Abilene. It's not true. Wichita and Newton are not lined up with each other, and neither is Abilene, but what do I know? Anyway, uh, let's see. Lindsay says uh, he was 63. Damn, I think his iodine levels must have been really off. Uh, I think it has more to do with... Uh, I don't know. Maybe just maybe had worms. That could be a thing. All right. So that was uh, that's one of our photos. This is I just wanted to show you this photo. This was kind of the process of going through this whole book of things. Now, uh, ooh, let's do this one here. I need to edit. Let's go ahead and spin that. Spin me right round, baby, right round. Okay. All right. Here we go. No more fooling around, guys. 
Let's get this right. Now, here is the log cabin I showed you guys earlier, and I want you guys to take a look at this. We're all going to read it together. Wichita's most prestigious building in 1869 was a two-story home erected by... Why is it always erected? I don't get that. Anyway, D.S. Munger, advanced men uh, for the Wichita Town Company and one of the leading figures in the early development of the town. It was constructed by uh, square cottonwood logs with flour of walnut and cottonwood boards. Okay, um, guys, I need to talk to you guys for a second. Have you ever seen a cottonwood? Yeah, they're amazing. They're these great big tall trees. They love water. Cottonwoods have this really big bark on it, almost an aspen-type uh, leaf. They kind of flutter in the wind a little bit like this. They have a little bit of a thing. They shh. If the wind's going just right, they sound a little bit like shh, like rain coming down, a little bit white noise. But I will tell you right now, this log cabin built out of cottonwoods would have lasted for about a minute because cottonwood is a crappy wood. It is not something that will last a long time. Now, we're still in 1869. Again, I want you guys to think about all these things. This is the next one I want you to look at here. This is the horse and buggy. Horse and mule drawn wagon brought in lumber and supply to Wichita in 1869, and buildings followed. This is believed to be one of the earliest pictures taken of Wichita, one before wagon wheels had cut ruts in the sod. Now, if you notice, there's some wagons there in the middle. It looks like you got a sign up there that says groceries from a far, far away. Maybe even a guy up there on the roof for some reason because he's just fix, you know, fixing it. Um, so anyway, that's fine. So again, guys, look at this rustic town we have uh, going on. Let's see what else you got. Uh, Lindsay says, I love how you read everyone's comments out loud, but you don't have to read this one. Lindsay, what are you doing? Like It's like you're setting me up for failure here. All right, anyway, uh, let's see. This says, uh, um, so this is, a, we're going to continue on here. Uh, any other comments? Oh, Ken has one. This stuff reminds me of a podcast I heard of a few months ago. The guy uh, said the biblical stories and cities were actually in North America. He made a good case. Abraham, Allah, Obama, Garden of Eden was in Florida. Uh, interesting food for thought. Well, I don't know about the fact that this was the Garden of Eden, but I do believe this was the center of what we used to have as a global society long before the flood, or I do believe the water comet that hit the Gulf of Mexico or creating the Gulf of Mexico, and the later subsequent piece of that water asteroid hit in the middle of Arizona, causing the asteroid hole, the meteor crater with no meteor in it. By the way, guys, listen to me. Meteor Crater is bigger than a town, okay? If you look at the buildings next to it, it's like the towns. The buildings right there, right? Now, if there was meteor material on the bottom of it, you know what we'd be doing down there with excavators and dump trucks? Pulling it out. I don't think there's anything there. Anyway, so if it was... Water, as it comes through the atmosphere, it'll start becoming superheated and start to get in all the uh, shh, the cooking of things, right? So um, the idea that that would be coming through there and it would be steaming off and all this water will be suddenly injected and it hits right there and creates the Gulf of Mexico and it causes the, everything, all the seawater to rise around the globe because of and introducing all of this sudden water. Imagine what that would be like. That it would probably raise... All of the uh, ocean water lines, sidelines, and all that good stuff, it go 
right up here, right? Well, let me uh, bring in a picture for that. Let me tell you what I'm thinking when I say the water lines go like that. I know that sounds very scientific, and that sound is part of my scientific training. So let's bring in this vid this little photo here. This photo is um, the reason I wanted you guys to see this. You see that big ridge down the Atlantic Ocean running down there past the South America and over here by our Africa and, and all that good stuff. There's a little stitch line in there. And if you get real, real close, if you get in there and you want to really, really get in close, I mean, let's just get in. Let's just get in there real close. Let's just look at this. Look at those shorelines. Okay, look at the shorelines there off of South America, right there along the Amazon basin, that little port right there. You see where there's a line there, and then all of a sudden it just shoves off. How about over there on Africa, over on the west side of Africa? You see how there's some water, just some land underneath there before the water shoves off? Well, what if we had uh, looked over, what if we had said, okay, well, that's not good enough, Jim. That doesn't seem like enough to me. What if we said, well, what about over here in America? What's America look like? Well, you see that little spot over here where it's like the Gulf of Mexico? You see that Gulf of Mexico hole right there? doesn't look like there's been like mud drained out of it. There's even like some canyons near there, but it looks kind of like a big hole. Like someone was in there like, eh, kabam! But then see the shoreline thing we got going over here along the, you know, Florida and the Gulf of Mexico along Houston and Louisiana and up here about the north, you know, northeast up there and, and uh, Canadia and all that stuff. See the, how there's a plate there? I'm just, you know, I'm just spitballing here. I'm not trying, to, not trying to accuse anybody of lying or taking a test that may not have actually none of this stuff that we've actually been taught actually existed. So, you know, that's a thing. Um, so, good to see you, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here. Marsha, appreciate you being here as well. And uh, you, Lindsay, I do appreciate your comments, and I will read them aloud as often as possible. So, thank you for those. I'm just kidding you. Um, all right. So, let's go back down to regular size here on the whole world map of things. And we're going to go back and let's say, look at those things again. Now, see all the little shorelines along the continents here? And let's say we introduce a whole, whole, whole bunch of water into the atmosphere. And that little puncture mark there in America then liquefied all the mud and all the blood and all the dirt and then pushed it all back and made everything kind of smooth, right? And then it washed out across the Rockies and went over in California, dumped a bunch in the valleys over there and, you know, went over to parts of Europe and knocked down some buildings and flooded up the, uh, you know, city of Atlantis and other things like that. And, you know, uh, things happen. Now, Jimmy, you were on talking, you were talking about Wichita, and you had me there because, you know, Wichita history is why I tune into the Jim Price Show. And obviously, it's very important that we all learn as much as we can about Wichita. And then why is it important that we, uh, we know or understand these things about Wichita? Well, let me bring in another photograph that we have had time for the Internet of Things to go ahead and Finally upload. Let's look at this building here. And we need to read the subtitle here, the subtext. Wichita's first hotel was Buckhorn uh, erected. Again, we uh, use the word erection in uh, Dick Long's book as often as possible. And operated by Henry uh, Vigus. Miss Vigus uh, served meals and did other housekeeping while Mr. Vigus ran the, le the tavern. Uh, legend has it that this was, a, this was on a location. Uh, okay, sorry, that on one occasion, Jack led 
Ford silenced the tavern music box with a well-aimed shot from his revolver. Well, Jack Ledford made the history books here, thank God. But let's look at that hatch, that thatched roof there. We got some buckhorns, uh, looks like out in the front there at the peak. And there's some people standing around. Looks like a very shabby little shack that we're all looking at. Wow. Thank you for putting up that 1869 book, yeah, or that picture, because that's what we're building uh, just after the Civil War. But do you guys remember that town uh, that I visited just a few weeks ago? What was the name of that town? What was that place? Um, what was that? What was it? Oh, yeah, Nashville. You want to talk about it? You want to go back to Nashville? You want me to bring the Nashville photos in? Maybe we need to do that because then there are going to be some Wichita photos that don't make any sense either. Kind of like this dirt mud hut shack thing we got going here. Uh, anyway, Marcia says, I don't. Uh, I, I, I knew the, this isn't uh, on the subject of today's show, but I asked my little brother, Lieutenant Colonel in the Armed Reserves, about Lloyd Austin saying, we are preparing to deploy to Israel. My brother said, we have troops there already. We uh, he doesn't know who uh, defends. Uh, uh, he doesn't know who defends us if we are attacked. Uh, Susan Bly says to Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, I was in Tennessee. But let's let's reverse uh, back to Marcia's question. Marcia, we already have boots on the ground. We've had boots on the ground for three weeks in Israel. We had them prior to Hamas actually landing. So please don't just uh, say that you know. Understand that your brother is absolutely right. And uh, America will be here to defend herself because, really, do we have a military that has our best interest at heart? That might be the real question here. So, anyway, all right, so let's go on. You guys want to go back? Let's take a look at a... Let's go look at a Nashville photo real quick. We'll just scroll up here. Nashville, obviously, it's in my Rolodex. Nashville of things. And uh, you guys remember... You guys remember that old Parthenon thing, right? That whole, there was a building, had a peak on it, and uh, let's, let's, let's go, we'll go straight to the Parthenon's website. This is the Parthenon website photo. This building was built about the same time that Kansas was building that hotel. So this multi-story, tall, seven and a half ton doors on both ends, so that's like 14, so we're, we're at, uh, see, seven and a half tons times two, that's 15 tons of brass. So 15 tons of brass to make two doors that go like this, you know, because back in 18, you know, the 1869 to 1870s and into the 80s, we decided we're going to go ahead and start building cool stuff like that. So scrolling on, we'll move on down, back down here to where um, we go to this little picture. And remember this little picture of the mud flood bridge there in Nashville? Remember how, why would we go ahead and put this little wall up here to the right, but leave all of this dirt underneath the bridge? I don't know, because we're lazy. That's what it is. We left all that bridge, that dirt under there, because, you know, why when we were building all this, there was a mud flood, and I don't want to dig it out, so let's just leave it, because this is the highest point around this whole thing. Um, That's a thing. Uh, that's fine. So we go with that. Well, let's do this. And then we go to, so remember, mud flood. We're just too busy to dig that part out. Uh, yeah, don't worry about that. And, uh, let's see. We're going to go with the, this is the, let's zoom into this, uh, right here. Come on. There we go. Now, remember, this little spot right here is that dirty spot in the middle is the mud flood, or that's the Parthenon. But remember, the mud flood 
uh, of things. This is right here in the dead center now. If you look at the dead center of that, it's that little bridge there in the middle. It says Lily Lake, and there's that little bridge. That is what we're talking about there. So, guys, again, this is all the exhibitions, exclamation, uh, exhibition, and it was done in, uh, wait, where is it at here? Let's, uh, oops, let's zoom in. Do I get a date on this? Well, this, uh, they got the engineer, Nashville, Tennessee, Tennessee ex, uh, Centennial, um, Tennessee at Centennial, and there's nothing else there. So that's, a, that's fine. But remember, uh, this is what we, they want you to remember, that, that at the same time, just 10 years later, after the Civil War, we were building this. We were building a Parthenon, the pyramid right next to it that we only left up there for two years. Two years. All right, let's go on back to the Internet of Things. We'll go back here, and uh, I don't know why I keep saying that today. It sounds funny. All right, uh, we got to that. We, got, we all have seen the hotel, right? Now, let's. do you guys want to see the local church? I mean, this is an awesome thing. Let's look at the local church here. Local church, and uh, we'll just put this in there. Boom. Uh, let's see, slabs from Wichita First Sawmill were used to construct the first school and church building in 1869. 1869 sure does seem to be a very popular year for old Wichita. We really set things on fire here. Notice the grass, notice the lack of trees, notice there's nothing in the sky, no clouds, no nothing, just pure sunshine, and man, isn't that one, two, three men with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, Looks like 13 kids, 13 kids and three men. That's normal. All right, moving on. This picture shows the building on a school day. Okay, so we have three gentlemen and the kids on a school day. Uh, on Sunday mornings, services were conducted by Mr. J.P. Hilton of, I don't think it was the Hilton dynasty, but maybe who knows, uh, rector. He was the rector of St. John's Episcopal Church, and the weight of the heavy sod roof caused the building to be abandoned after two years of service. So, okay, so we got we got the Nashville Parthenon, and then we got Wichita, and then now these are guys that now in a going 70, 80 miles an hour, whatever it is, it takes 11 hours to drive there, uh, but t Nashville, Tennessee. And, you know, we're not that far, like, laterally or uh, parallel. Parallel, we're not that far from Chicago because, you know, we've got Chicago and then Kansas City and then Wichita and then way over here is Denver. Uh, so we're not that far kind of up and down. But remember, Chicago had a World's Fair that had uh, all this really cool stuff in there. So that's fine. But we're going to do this in Wichita while we're doing that. Little little wooden cross at both ends of the church. Little sod roof. That'll be fine. Okay. And then we're going to go over here. Let's see what we got here. Louis, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, she says, uh, a bridge under troubled water. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait. Uh, so the book was erected in 1869 with Mr. Dick Long. Yeah, Lindsay, these are the kind of things we do here in the Jim Price Show because we are all 12-year-olds because that's funny. It is. I get it. All right. Well, here's another one. Uh, there's, you know, this is another photograph. And 
this is kind of interesting because this is a federal building. This is a federal building here. This is called the United States Post Office in 1873. Uh, it, this is this was it. So uh, was not uh, an imposing uh, edifice, uh, but it had a screen door, even though the windows were not screened. Um, it is an apparent. See, this is this is this is what okay. This is what they want to tell you. Um, okay, it had a screen door. We were this the, Mr. Mr. Long was impressed that we had a screen door, but on the door that it was wide open because we didn't have it shut. But then there was no screens on the windows. That was his commentary for that. But remember, guys, this we're now up to eighteen seventy three. We're now almost four to five years after, <laughs> you know. Wichita was birthed. Then a whole thing, right? So again, uh, this is how we do it here. Now moving on. Uh, this is a. Uh, this is thus again. This is the technology we had to go and get around on things. A stagecoach was a common means of transportation to and from Wichita in the early 1870s. The lines operated west from Wichita to Pratt and Kingman and Dodge City. The uh, the Cannonball stage operated from Wichita to Dodge City until late 1873. The Empire House was erected. Again, this is how we do it here. Uh, by William uh, Griffinstein in 1870. And okay, 1870, what a one, two, three-story building with a two-story addition on the back. We built the first building up front with all the corbels and one, two, three, four chimneys. But then we decided to go ahead and put a building, another two-story building with unmatching windows and unmatching elevation to the back of it. If you look to the back of the building, those windows don't line up with the front building. And uh, yeah, that does that's fine uh, because that's the... So, okay. So again, guys, we're up to 1873. Things are getting exciting, aren't they? <laughs> this is what it gets more fun. All right. Well, this is the fun. This is the one that really started to bother me. And I want you guys to look at this one here. Now, I know bothering Jim Price, you know, it doesn't take too much, right? Because this guy is on the edge. Ah, woo! 41 minutes later. All right, I want you guys to look at this building here. Look at this prestigious architecture. This building here says, uh, it says, this building was erected. God, this guy just cannot get away from this. Is, is this a joke book? Uh, Mr. Dick Long wrote a book of erected buildings or talked about erections of buildings, uh, or buildings being erected. Uh, I don't know if that's those are all the right ways to use those words. But anyway, this building was erected as a bank and lodge hall on the northeast corner of Main and First Street in 1871. A few years later, it became the first Cedric County Courthouse. Available records are not clear on how the, century, uh, the county acquired the building, the generally accepted story is that the bank had the county deposits when its doors were closed because of a bad cattle loan and the county uh, officials held the building as security for its debtors. That is BS and uh, you know it. Now, by the way, look at those mud flood windows. Got mud flood windows there. Uh, law offices of CB, who knows it know, probate, judge, office. And so look at the corbels at the top, nice arch windows. The staircase built up to the door looks like to be wood, not part of the building. But what do I know, guys? This is a problem for me. This is problem number one. Well, was it problem number one? Because we got Nashville 
Nashville is doing that whole uh, expo- exhibition of thing, ex- exposition, and uh, you know they have lights and they have working, um, you know, boardwalks and trains and uh, the Cuban Village. Do you guys? Do you guys? Okay, someone, someone help me here. This doesn't make a lot of sense. So we went from this right here. This was just a two years after. Uh, what? Do you guys see where I'm talking about? Let me go back to the other building here. This, okay, here is this building, okay? This building was built in 1869, 1869. And then you go over here. I'm sorry for the slow transition because I know you guys are quick thinkers, but here we go. This is just three years later, and we built a basement in it, but we didn't build a dig. We didn't do, we didn't do the big Basement. We just did like a half basement, you know. You know, you know we're just going to do about half of it right here. <sighs> Does any of this make sense to you guys at all? Now, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, and I'm not saying that, uh, that, that, uh, Mr. Long, you know, may have gotten some of his dates inaccurate but somebody's got to help me with this stone building that was built and looks like it's a wedge building that has some pretty cool architectural features to it and um so then let's go on to this one this one is a peculiar one because this was the one this was the entity that came after me when i ran for office the eagle block largest business building on douglas avenue in 1871 was on the southeast corner of Douglas and Maine, and it housed the Eagle, a newspaper and printing company, uh, the hallowed uh, Holloway and Byers Hardware Store, John G. Dunscombe Dry Goods and Groceries, and George Y. S. and Co. Dry Goods, Boots and Shoes, Boots and Shoes, Boots and Shoes, uh, referring back to the stepbrothers thing. Uh, the The second floor had an auditorium, and for a time, the city offices. Now, does anybody notice anything peculiar about this here building? That uh, got an eagle up top there, and it says it's a printing office. It's got all this cool stonework over all the arched windows. Great big entry door here at the top. I mean, my goodness, look how far we have come. We got wood. We got wood wheels with steel banding around it. We barely got a train coming through. We got a stagecoach that does run all the way out. I guess Dodge City would be that way. Uh, but you guys are cool with this, right? In three years, in three years, we just started throwing up some buildings. Okay, all right. Well, you know, maybe we did. Maybe we are just... Uh... <sighs> Lindsay, uh, she got the metaphor there. She says boats and hose. That's right. Anyway, uh, referring back to these, so this is another one. So just in, I mean, we start becoming so proficient at building. In 1887, we went ahead and threw up this little hunk of junk here. It's the Martinson Block, the northwest corner of Seneca Street and Douglas Avenue. Was a busy business center in 1887. The West Side National Bank was on the corner and every storeroom occupied. Oh, in less than a decade, the business's ventures business ventures had faded away and the building was remodeled to serve as the Wichita Hospital. Now look at those arched windows and uh, the great big openings, but then we got mud flood windows in there. See the bottom right there? Those are yeah, those are mud flood windows. That's what we talk about here on the Jim Price show. 
think about this, guys. I why are we building buildings with these exposed basement windows? We have window wells. So we had fire egress windows back then. But then during the 60s and 50s, 60s, and 70s here in Wichita, Kansas, which I have done countless of these remodels, and I even have one in my basement. I have to have three of these windows. They're just, they're, they're not actually egress windows. So we went from 1880s to putting in fire egress windows with these exposed basement windows for people to be able to get out to where we reversed in technology just to have a little daylight to shine in the windows. Oh, and a lot of houses just didn't have basements at all. A lot of houses were just stuck on blocks in the dirt, and that's fine, right? Because back then, this was what we did 150 years ago, and we don't do that now? What? All right, well, maybe you need more evidence. I, I, maybe I am not speaking a, enough truths here for you, but maybe this will help. Um, so this building here, this is not a building. This is just merely a home. This home, Mr. and Mrs. James Mead and family are beside their home built on 307 East Central, 1872, at a cost of $6,000. Meads Reserve is now the site of St. Mary's Cathedral Rectory and School. So this building here, with all of its accoutrement, all the decorative uh, dormers and one, two, three fireplaces I can see, plus a fire egress escape window right there by the missus. She's standing there on the corner. Well, she had a fire egress window because safety is her first priority. Remember, we just started figuring out how to put a church up that, yeah, yeah, 1869, we were putting up sod huts, sod roofed huts. And uh, at the exact same time, they just threw this old shack up here. Oh, wait, wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. And this fancy little specter of a uh, man, man achievement with a uh, gothic figure out front. When work started on the Cedric County's second courthouse, second courthouse in 1888, architect W.R. McPherson there is a McPherson here in Kansas, a McPherson, a McPherson, some people say. I always said McPherson, but uh, because I was educated in the public school system, uh, Common Core Mass says I can say it however I want to, and you're not the boss of me. Uh, McPherson made this drawing. Various types of transportation were depicted, wagon, cab, mule car, uh, let's see, bicycle and tricycle. The building cost $250,000. And was 152 feet by 244 feet. The top of the dome was 155 feet above the ground. But what do you see there? Grand, uh, really grand proportions for a public building of that period. But what do you see there? Mud floods. That's right. Second story entry into the mud flood buildings. That's how we do it here in Kansas. While we're doing the 1886 World's Fair, we're tearing down the World's Fair, but we're building them in Kansas, folks. That's what we do here. Mud flood buildings around for everybody. When you want to go ahead and build a county courthouse, you come on down, get yourself a basement, because later on in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, into the 90s, we weren't putting basements in the homes that you could get out of in Kansas, Wichita, Kansas. I had a general contractor's license in 1999 here, and I will tell you, there were buildings being built with those little daylight windows. Not egress, 
not mud flood windows, but the little bitty windows that you can't get out of, and that's fine. Uh, Carrie Heisman says, trains coming through help the cow towns grow for cattle shipping. The Army usually buying a lot of beef as they help people progress west. Oh, I agree with that completely. It sounds completely plausible, but I don't think we built that building, Carrie. And just like you and I have both spent a lot of time in the YW, um, the YWCA, the YWCA was the Young Women's Christian Association building in downtown Wichita. That also has mud flood windows and there as well. So it makes me wonder, just wonder, why is it that we have second entry, second level entry into all these buildings? Why were there multiple basements in all these buildings? Why were we building basements when we were just figuring out how to get sod to stay on our roofs? Again, folks, this is where there's a lot more questions than I have answers for, and I don't have the degree behind my name, the little MDY95 10 or whatever it is that says that, hey, I know how to read history too, and I took the test to tell you that. But it just makes me wonder what else I'm going to learn as I go through this book here. And this is a book that just happened to come in. You know, it's like, oh, wait, oh, oh, what is this one here? The two-story Turner Hall on the southwest corner of the intersection of Market and Fifth Street was finished in 1879. Well, that's an awfully fancy building, don't you think? And what is it again? Mud flood. That's right. Uh, we got little bitty windows, but the windows go all the way down. But that's that's okay. And, uh, and we just goes on and on. Uh, we continue to build amazing buildings that... Do not make... Oh, in 1886, 1886, we had a full trussle bridge across the, Douglas, or across the Douglas Street Bridge there over the Arkansas River. And that's right, I do say it, Arkansas, because I went to public school. <sighs> Does this stuff make sense to you guys? I mean, why is it that I seem to have more questions about how we built all this stuff? Why is it when I go into the architectural salvage business downtown Wichita, Kansas, that I can't find somebody who can replicate the things that they have sitting around that building? Why is it that I don't know how to actually, hey, Truth Seeker, good to see you over on Twitch. Thank you for being there. And uh, I haven't forgot about you, John Kennedy. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, buddy. I do appreciate your loyalty. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Go on. I've heard it explained that the surface of the earth is five times bigger than we've been told, yet the deep state would like us to believe that we're overpopulated. Many people believe that lie. Oh, I, I actually agree with that. And, uh, are we, uh, and we are flat, says Pirate Gal. She says, we are, uh, and we are flat, stationary plane, not a spinning ball hurling through space. All right, I don't, I, 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 guys, I don't have a dog in this fight because I don't have enough information, but I do tell you right now, the mud flood or the world's flood, Noah's flood, is actually a real thing, and I do believe, but prior to that, there was a civilization, a global civilization, that was absolutely able to communicate with each other, and I don't think that they had to use their mouths to do it. I think they were able to through their energy, through their own mind, to grab and gather energy from the atmosphere to do anything they wanted. But I think they were able to do all this through thought. I don't think they had to do what we have to do. Uh, there are streetcar rails uh, under the Scottish Rite front steps visible uh, in the basement. Absolutely. That's right. That's right, Carrie. Think about that. Why are those? Why are train, cars, train car rails that low? 
it doesn't make sense to me. And, and there's some other places around the globe that actually really do kind of frighten me in a way that you think about that. And hey, guy, uh, gal, uh, pirate gal, uh, 62 on CloudHub. Please don't think I'm a, I'm offended by flat Earth or not offended by it. Again, all I'm saying, uh, John Kennedy and her guys, I don't have enough information. I really don't. Um, I do believe that we have been lied to by so much that you know I believe that we could be a pimple on a rhino's ass. For all I know, we could be the vapor in the fart of a rhino. We could be the little speck molecule. I mean, that's that's that's. I mean, there's. There's so many more ways to think that there's something so much bigger than us that we could be a part of something even greater and we could our universe and what we understand is the the even what we have here. Well, if we understand what we think is God, then how could we believe that the universe that we live in with all the other universes or solar systems out there or stars, that there is not something even greater than that because we believe that we have a creator that created all that. So why wouldn't we believe that we're nothing but a speck in the middle of all those things? And why do we think that we match the size of what we think our creator is? I know he's made, we were made in the, the image of, not the size of. Just saying. I'm not trying to fight with you. Just asking questions. I'm not trying to be mean. So don't get mad at me. Um, anyway, guys, so there's a lot more of these things out there that makes me go, hmm. The whole mud flood thought of... But, all right, well, we're going to try that one more time. The whole mud flood of things, the whole idea that we were putting basements into buildings when we have people that were still building mud shacks, uh, yet we were bringing in trees for other parts of the country because they have in what we all know is recorded history that there were no trees past the Missouri River going west, and there was very few trees between the Mississippi and the Missouri River, and this was the Great Plains. Remember the plains, but yet I can look outside my window, and I have you know, 50, 80 feet oak trees and pine trees and elm trees and redbud trees and mimosa trees and all these squirrels and birds and things that never existed here because we look at this and we think, oh, it's always been this way. But Wichita was really at the very edge of the desert when a lot of things really did not grow. There was nothing really past the west end of Wichita. That's why this was the very end of what they thought was a universe because it did not seem inhabitable past there. Uh, anyway, moving on from that, but just think about those things as you continue to think about the world around you. Uh, we have a lot more questions than we have answers. I'm not trying to make anybody's religion better or worse. I am just simply asking, what in the world are we talking about? We have got ourselves in a real pickle, the pickle of bad information, just like World War II, just like World War I, just like the Civil War. We did not start the Civil War because we wanted to secede. We were attacked by the North because Lincoln put us in the Federalist model because he was too weak to stand up to the bankers of the North to make sure that we were not buying crap from Europe and then forcing it onto people that did not want it or need it. This is a problem, and the fact that we said it was over slavery and said the fact that we weren't pushing back on slave ownership. By the way, we have more people in slavery now than we've ever had in recorded history combined, guys. There are more people in slavery today including you and i we're both in slavery this is a complete slave planet situation where we're paying taxes and giving over to the government before we even have the money to actually spend and then as we spend it we're taxed again this is a complete slave system and the lying they have done is to keep us dumbed down they have done so much lying and manipulating of us we should actually be ashamed that we have been this we've been this dull to actually just take it on that's us I mean, imagine that. But anyway, guys, I don't mean to go off on too many of those things, but we have to 
think of things differently because I'm telling you right now, if you think they can lie to you about your medicine, you think they can lie to you about your water, you think they can lie to you about your education, but everything else they're telling you is real, guys, I, that's why, hey, I don't have a dog fight and the whole planet thing. We're going to figure that out soon. I'm sure I'll come across, whatever. But I'm telling you right now, our written history has been flip-flopped and misted around and all this. And just because they put 1809 on the corner of a picture does not mean that is documented fact that that photograph was taken in 1908 or 1809. It doesn't matter because the problem is they think they've manipulated these things and they were putting technology into things. And they had technologies. They had no idea how to run. They figured out one time or so they could figure it out how to get it going, but then they found out it was making people free, and they shut it all down. And I don't—I think that there was an Internet of Things way before we had the floods or whatever you want to call it, the mud floods or the historical Noah floods, the uh, comet hitting in the Gulf of Mexico, whatever it was. I mean, God could bring water from the heavens in a form of a comet. Why do we think that somehow it wouldn't be that way? But if you hit that part of the world with a comet that was made of water, wouldn't water seem to come up from everywhere? Wouldn't water seem to come out of the sky? Wouldn't water go out across the, the landscape and, and push down anything that wasn't the most secure and strong buildings we had, which were like things like the Parthenon or Capitol buildings that are in the highest points around there. Think about those things and how liquefied things really looked in the Plain States and clear up into Utah and all the way up into Montana and clear across where we've seen these big deposits of mud in certain areas where other areas it seems like the earth was cracked open. I mean, there's too much of that that makes sense that we had some sudden impact of some things and it will make more sense that the the, the flood of Noah was brought in by a water comet that had actually, you know, had it was impacted. It was directed at us, weaponized to us, however you want to think of it. So please don't hesitate to think that there are things that they're lying to us about. We know they've taken over 22 books in the last two or 300 years out of the books of Bible. We know they've taken 77 total out of the original version that was translated we know these things to be factual. We know that the different versions going back into the 18 and 17 and 1600s are completely notable. These are not things where it's a translation issue. These are things that were absolutely changed. Even Queen Elizabeth, the Puritan, who created the Puritan movement, added her own spin to things. Guys, this is the world we're living in. We, got, we have been so, I mean, yeah, they touched our religion, and they, didn't, they shouldn't have. You know, we thought our religion was sacred, but in reality, it sounds like our, our religion was manipulated just as well as everything else in our lives, and we have to figure out what the truths are. Now, I'm not saying I've given up on my faith and what I, what I have in my belief in my heart, but I also have to question a lot of things that my historians have told me. Because remember, guys, this history is written by the winners, and how do we know who the winners were? Because usually the winners are not always the good guys. Look at World War II. The, the Germans won the war. The good guys, did they win? Depends on who's writing history. Depends how you want to write history. Did the Nazis actually stop being Nazis? Did they stop trying to take over the world? No. We put them all in throughout all of our entire governments and all across our country and all across the world. We have entire civilizations in, the, in South America that literally speak nothing but old world German as if they've been isolated or just plucked out of the 50s and put there. We have German submarine bases all across this globe, including clear down and to the very tip of South America. Why were they so far away from home and their submarines? See, the problem is, is that we've been lied to for so long. It's like, where do you start? What do you do? And that's a real problem for us. Marcia says they treat us like mushrooms. Well, I would say, yes, that's very accurate. And not in the good way. Not in the, the mushrooms that, you know, give us that... Uh, 
connection with our source and our, our greater understanding, we've got ourselves a real problem, guys. <sighs> so anyway, I can't wait until you aren't overlapping with the Patriot podcast. Oh, I'm out of here. I, I ran too long today. Anyway, guys. Uh, <laughs> all right, Lindsay, I'm going to get out of here. I went too long today. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for everything you guys are doing out there. Any questions or comments, Jim Price at the thejimpriceshow.com. Uh, remember, the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government, the more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. This world will be a far, far better place. Trust me, if you guys just quit doing it. All right, uh, remember, hold the line, hold fast. Do not get up, do not give in. We will win, I promise. I don't make promise I can't keep. Guys, you have to be the answer. will always be the answer. Get that right inside of you. Understand that you've you got to admit that you're wrong and, and work on your ego and, and get in touch with your innocence, your, your younger you, and understand that you know there's a great, beautiful world out there. Don't uh, get so dumbed down with all the other stuff and drag yourself into a hole that you can't get out of. All right, guys, having discernment as your heart is the key to everything. Remember, your heart, your future... Your future, okay, is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure your heart is in the right place every single day, being better than you were the day before. I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys all be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.